Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. I'm here doing what I'm going to call a sup dates because uh, Rob Love isn't here, so it can't be a proper pup dates. But we're going to have some more Rob Love for y'all in the future. So first of all, before I get into running my mouth uh, as I do best, I want to talk about our sponsorships. We did secure a sponsorship with Diet A&W Root Beer, Diet A&W, because dicks don't burp on themselves. It's been really great having this partnership with a product that I actually use. I do love a two liter of Diet A&W poured over ice before I go about any dick burping. All right, so in case you haven't noticed, the main feed has been a little slow lately, and I want to tell you why. Number one, I have a job. In fact, I have two dang jobs, and uh, it really fries the brain. It fries the brain, but also, if you'll remember... When I did the episode with Scott McNulty uh, discussing David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me, I did say I was looking forward to getting my health back in order so I could stop working on myself mentally and just throw myself full force into physical activity Um, because I feel like prior to my surgery, I mean, aside from being sick all the time and fucking spiraling towards disability. Um, it was very challenging. It was very challenging navigating the, um, inadequate American healthcare system with a disease that is not properly treated. So anyways, it was very mentally exhausting for me and I got my surgery and I'm feeling better still doing physical therapy. Um, anyways, so I've thrown myself into physical fitness because, Uh, particularly the year and a half before this most recent surgery, I couldn't do cardio because just movement made me throw up, which is really easy to manage when you are doing yoga or whatever, but not so much when you're running. Wah, 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 poor me. So you know what? You know what? I haven't been recording the podcast because I've been working out. And um, I figure if I sweat enough, it'll help me clear my head of all this emotional baggage I need to unpack about uh, the past couple years of my life. And uh, whatever, whatever. I'm fucking roller skating, man. I'm just out there on the tennis courts. I'm just lying. I skate on a basketball court. Roller skating, trying to keep creepy alleged photographers at bay. True story. True story. I just, if you're a man, don't ever talk to me like fucking ever um and uh just kidding just one one man uh, initiates conversation with me and now I'm like I'm off all man I go you and your fucking penises get away from me you're a photographer I've been to your website your work is not good it's not good It's not good. Any 18-year-old with a cell phone is a better photographer than you are because uh, technology and also culture has evolved to the point where your skill set is fucking garbage. Anyways, 
Uh, I haven't been recording uh, the podcast enough. And uh, I've been trying to keep up with Patreon. If you aren't subscribed to Patreon, it's home of the early release episodes of Decency with DeLorean. Those are my monologues and rantings and vulgarities. They go up a month early on the Patreon, patreon.com slash sex, drugs, and spirituality, $1 a month. That's also home to the Scott McNulty uncensored episodes, the Rob Love Raw episodes. This is stuff that those guys don't want their employers to know about. So it's behind a paywall. And um, tomorrow on Patreon, we're going to put up something very exciting, very exciting. And I'm going to tease this. This is how I'm going to trick you out of a dollar. It's how I'm going to get you all to migrate to Patreon. (sighs) Here it is. I'm fucking sick of talking about molesters and douchebags and stuff. But it's like one hits the news and it's all of a sudden I'm, I'm supposed to research this fucking dick bag and talk about it. And it's getting a little stressful. It's getting a little stressful. I'd rather talk about sex or drugs um, or even spirituality. But I'm I, now I'm like uh, on the molester beat. So this shit came out about Josh Whedon, uh, who is the Buffy the Vampire Slayer guy who hides, who hides behind a veneer of feminism like, oh, I write strong, empowered female characters. And mostly because I want women to be these powerful little puppets that I can manipulate into pinching my balls for sexual pleasure. But anyways... This Josh Whedon stuff came out, like, even more stuff to be like, oh, we don't like him, whatever. And it's not – there's not a bounty of evidence. It's not, like, trying to piece together all the horrible things Shia LaBeouf has done because that warranted a full real episode. But Josh Whedon, he sucks kind of whatever – Is it an hour's worth of material? No. But here's what I'm going to do to circle the podcast back to our roots. I will be taking mushrooms and then discussing Josh Whedon only on Patreon, patreon.com slash sex, drugs, and spirituality. Find it on your desktop, laptop, but most importantly, just download the app. It's like a, it's a podcast app for Patreon only dollar a month. That's $12 a year. You can encourage one I was going to say young girl, not a young girl. I am 36 years old, Ah, spiraling towards menopause. So anyways, that's happening on Patreon tomorrow. How exciting. Other things coming up. It's that time of year again, folks. Do you remember March Dadness? Do you remember we did it last year live? We drew the names out of a bowl, created the brackets. We voted on my Instagram, uh, at Sydney DeLorean, um, S-I-D, y'all, S-I-D, Sydney DeLorean. Um, we did voting and we declared uh, who the best daddy of 2020 was. We did it in uh, 2019 as well, and I did a rough draft of it in 2018, but now we're back, 2021, March Dadness. I'm making a giant magnet board, so instead of doing um, the brackets on my computer, I'm going to do them on this big old magnet board. I think we might do a video release, um, like I'll do like an Instagram Live while I record 
the podcast or we'll put it up on YouTube or whatever. Um, so you'll get to see me live in the flesh, pulling the names, sticking them to the magnet board, creating the brackets for March Dadness. It's a lot of fun. It gave a lot of people a reason to live during the scary early days of the pandemic because I launched March Dadness the same week that everything shut down. Um, so make sure to follow me on Instagram just because, listen, I'm not... <laughs> How many fucking Instagram stories do you need to see of my dogs? You don't. You don't. But you will be able to vote for March Dadness, and that's exciting. And then also you'll probably see Instagram stories of my da- my dogs, and um, you will get to see my granny panties because I've been trolling Hanes pretty hard trying to get a granny panty sponsorship for the podcast. I think that it's about time that granny panties make a comeback. We, um, well, I came of age during the Girls Gone Wild, sex tape, porn era, where we all wore these teeny little G-strings hanging out of our low-rise pants, just these teeny G-strings that um, apparently make you more likely to get yeast infections, um... They're going to rub on your asshole if you fucking, if you wax or shave or do any manner of whatever in your ass crack. You have no fucking, you have no ass hair protecting the asshole from the rubbing of the G-string. So I think they might be abrasive on the butthole. I don't really know, but I, um, I've always been a proponent, like, I'll, you know, listen, I'll wear, I'll wear some lady panties under my pants, some good little thong or whatever. But then when I get home, I like to unwind in a pair of fresh, breathable, 100% cotton panties. And you know why? Because you want that puss to breathe. It's nice to let the puss breathe. It's just nice. Let things air out. You don't need a fucking rope rubbing bacteria back and forth from your boo hole to your puss hole. You, you don't need it. I'm not like, I'm not trying to panty shame or whatever, but like, you know, d- do what you want, but life's about balance. Wear a G-string, balance it out with some 100% cotton granny panties. And they're kind of sexy. They are kind of sexy. Every time I put on a pair of big old granny panties, I feel like Sigourney Weaver from Alien, which upon further inspection, her panties are very tiny. They aren't big. They are cotton panties, but they're not big granny panties. And she is hotter than any of us could ever hope to be. But I feel like I'm going through a Marky Mark phase. As I said, I've been neglecting most of my humanly duties in order to exercise. And um, accordingly, my abs are looking great. The abs, mwah, chef's kiss. Your dad wants to wash his underwear on my washboard abs. He just does. I'm not saying I'm going to let him. I'm just saying that that is what your dad desires. So I feel like, you know, killer abs, some big old cotton panties. It's very Marky Mark for Calvin Klein. It's what I'm feeling. It's how I'm feeling my oats. (laughs) I'm not wearing Calvin Klein underwear. I'm not a fucking millionaire. I have like a dozen Patreons, not dozens. I'm not buying panties. Like I'm not buying designer panties. It's not what's happening in my life. If you want to buy me designer panties, my Venmo is at Sydney underscore DeLorean at Sydney underscore DeLorean. You can Venmo me, put panties in the notes, and I will use that money to buy name brand panties for my new Marky Mark lifestyle where I just wear baggy pants 
underpants, washboard abs. It's exciting. It's very exciting. Um, so anyways, March Dadness is coming up. We're all super excited about it. Other topics coming up. Uh, there is a god of shit. I forget his name, but I ha- I know some. I I happen I happen to know people. I know a writer who is very well versed in the ways of the god of shit, and he's gonna come on and talk about that. Um, I'm gonna do some research about non-sexual cuddling services. If you've heard of these, it's been around about a decade. There's like maybe more. There's cuddle parties, cuddle apps. You can pay someone to hold you because we do need human touch. It is essential to the human experience you will wither and die if no one holds you I know that because my boyfriend has a bad shoulder and um does not hold me ever uh because his shoulder his shoulder it prevents him um what was I saying so uh yeah I got some topics coming up I'm gonna rededicate myself to this show it's just probably as it gets hotter and I want to be outside less but right now the weather's gorgeous and I am putting on my fucking playlist and skating 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 and then doing my pilates and um I'm just really trying to um get super buff part of me is like scared too about getting sick again because like there's no there's no cure for endometriosis you just manage it and um I'll tell you what periods still not fun still fucking miserable um but like there's a huge part of me that is scared that uh I'm gonna get sick again so it's like I want to do everything I really just want to savor the experience of um not being sick because nothing is guaranteed and um you know what is like you know people are like live like you're dying live laugh suck off your friend's dads I don't I'm really can you tell that March dadness is in the air that I can't stop thinking about these delicious delicious daddies um so that there, there's programming shit happening. I haven't fully abandoned the podcast. I'll probably be back to doing weekly posts within, I don't know, like a week or two. Because, um, yeah, I feel like, oh, okay, I made this a legitimate business and then I kind of uh, I kind of cut class. I got like senioritis, you know. I was like, I turned into Spicoli. I was like, I couldn't go to class, man. The waves were too gnarly. Um, was that a good impression? Was that a good, it was a good, you can tell I took acting in college. No one can tell that. Um, oh, another thing I wanted to update about, um, (laughs) I, we got the, we got a review on, um, iTunes that finally, because I used to be like sensitive. I used to be sensitive to negative reviews. I'd be like, but they don't, they don't understand me. They just don't understand. Well, I got a bad review on iTunes, which has officially led to me um, never giving any credit to any review ever again. Because if you listen to the Marilyn Manson episode, uh, Zachary and I (laughs) made fun of Marilyn Manson by singing a bunch of songs that weren't him (laughs) and pretending that we thought that they were Marilyn Manson. For instance, ooh, Um, but, uh, yeah, I got a review on iTunes. Ready? Are you ready to hear this? This is from D Lerms. They say, do your homework. 
They were confusing Marilyn Manson with basically any mainstream rock song. If they're going to base an episode on an artist, at least they should do their homework and gather some info. Well, D-Lerms, you should gather a fucking sense of humor. Because um, if you couldn't tell that that was blatant trolling, that we were pretending to not know who Marilyn Manson was or what uh, music he made, you're fucking idiot. You're f- I almost used the R word. I'm not trying to get canceled. But you're fucking idiot. And um, I think I officially don't care what any of these fucking monsters say. Because it used to, like, bother me. I'd be like, oh, they don't understand. Someone out there doesn't like me. And the truth is, I'm sure a lot of people don't like me. A lot of women are mean to me just because I'm pretty. And they think that I'm competition. And I'm like, we are not competing for the same man because I don't want your dopey ass pleated khaki, you know, pants wearing whatever. You're like, oh, we're going to dinner. Let me put my nice polo shirt on. I don't want your man. We're not competing for the same caliber of man. I would never compete for a man. Number one, it's no contest. Number two, I don't believe in it. You know, everyone just date who you want to date. If some dude wants to be with a chick that's not me, that's fine. I am not a competition to you, baby girl. You could probably give me makeup tips to help me keep my mascara from rubbing off on my saggy-ass eyelids. I have sleepy bedroom eyes. They're very seductive. But it causes issues when it comes to cosmetics. It causes issues. So anyways, yeah, I deal with plenty of people on a daily basis who probably don't like me. Now, have I ever gone out of my way to leave a negative comment on something? No. If I don't like a restaurant, I don't go back. I don't recommend it to my friends. I don't whatever. I don't go on Yelp and leave a review. Same thing with podcasts. There are so many podcasts that I like. Try an episode, not for me, whatever. Wish the audio was better, yada, yada, yada. You know what I do? I just don't listen. I just don't listen. That's all, you know? But these people went out of their way to leave me a review because they are a fucking moron. And they don't know the difference between... um. I don't know. Just like, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. And you've brought down my rating. Still at four and a half stars. But um, if you're bored, go on iTunes. Leave me a positive review. It really helps my rankings. I'm currently in the top 20% of iTunes podcasts in terms of ratings. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything because I'll still be training someone at Starbucks where I work And they'll say, I recognize your voice from somewhere, and it'll turn out that they listen. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, so that person that you thought was cool that you listened to their podcast, I'm now going to show you how we clean the drains. And um, that is that. But, you know, maybe if I can get into the top 5% in terms of ratings, then... I can get paid. Although, obviously, I'm making a lot of money off of this Diet A&W sponsorship. I'm not quite ready to quit one of my jobs yet, but um, maybe if we can get Hanes on board for the Granny Panty sponsorship, then I will be able to quit one of my jobs. Um, anyways, um, I guess that's it. I'm watching the new Woody Allen doc series on uh, HBO. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it. But also, if everything that um, Mia Farrow is saying is true, she's out of her goddamn mind. This woman is out of her goddamn mind. Like, 
let's acknowledge because it's done by her perspective. Like, let's acknowledge that this woman who has seven children and then begins dating Woody Allen, who says he doesn't want children and doesn't want to live with her. They live across the street. She then says, oh, I want to have a child and I need to have another child to to be happy. Already has seven, but number eight's real important. So she then is like, well, you're, I'm not getting pregnant. That's not happening. So I'm going to adopt the kid. I'm going to adopt my my eighth child. And I'm going to raise it with the man who said he never wanted kids and won't even move into my house. Like, he's there all the time, apparently. They live across the street. Doesn't even live in the house. But I, I'm going to – this is the female fantasy, right? Like, oh, yeah, this guy who clearly laid down his boundaries, doesn't want kids, doesn't want to live with me. I bet if I adopt a child – and he said he would prefer a blonde one. I've always been adopting Asians. But he said he wants a blonde one. So I'll get a blonde one so I can make this family fantasy happen with this man who's given no indication that he wants to be a parent. Like, whatsoever. And then, and then, and then, and then, Mia Farrow does get pregnant with Ronan Farrow, who apparently his name was originally Satchel? Like, he's named after a bag. Anyways, she gets pregnant with him right after adopting Dylan, and this is the one that we think the dad is Frank Sinatra. Um, cause he looks like Frank Sinatra and Mia Farrow, uh, in case just to catch you up, her and Frank had a thing in the sixties. And so they think that she went back for around whatever in the eighties, <sighs> but I'm just like, number one, no one needs nine children. That's excessive. That's excessive. And it's to the point where she'll tell these stories where like, she can't even keep fucking tabs on all these kids. And she'll be like, yeah, and then I stumbled upon, I, you know, I asked the kid, the kid wanted dessert, and then the, I was like, did you eat? And the kid says yes, and she goes, okay, you can have dessert. But I'm like, if you have so many kids, you can't keep track of who you've fed lunch to and who you haven't. It's too many kids. It just is. So she's hoarding children. She's hoarding children with this man who won't even live in her house. So I just think, like, women will always, like, they'll they'll meet a guy who's, like, you know, don't want kids, never want to get married, da-da-da-da-da, and then, like, they'll date this dude for a year who's always been very clear about things, and they'll be like, well, you know what I'll do? I'll just stop using birth control and get pregnant, and then he'll want a family. Like, I'll convince him he wants a family, and then they think that they won't be, there won't be any problems for the next 18 years while the kid while the dude is raising a kid that he didn't even want that he explicitly stated it's a whole thing like you can't turn a hoe into a housewife you can't turn a perpetual bachelor which is actually code for a homosexual but um a literal perpetual bachelor you can't turn them into father of the year it's not gonna happen you why do women think you got it you can flip them oh if i just adopt enough kids me and pharaoh and angelina jolie are very similar and they're just like they clearly have eating disorders. They clearly, clearly, clearly have severe eating disorders. And rather than seek treatment for their severe anorexia, they just keep adopting children. Like, just as a distraction. I'll focus on all these children, and I won't have to heal whatever issues are inside of me that I'm avoiding by focusing on my weight. And I say that as someone who is like currently avoiding things emotionally and just working out. Like, I see you. I see you. I know how exciting it is. It simplifies life. 
When I was in an abusive relationship, let me talk about me. When I was in an abusive relationship, I was so, I got so skinny because it was easier rather than me focus on like, what's going on that I'm letting this person treat me this way, right? Because all I was doing was justifying his actions. I was trying to make sense of them, have empathy for him, justify his actions, whatever. And instead of focusing on like, what is going on with me that this is okay, that this is how I have, that I've let this person devastate me, right? That I'm, I, I've let this person hollow me out and turn me into just an empty shell of a human being to be manipulated by his everyone. What's, instead of going, what's wrong with me? You know what I did? I just quit eating because it, it was easier for me to focus on counting calories and thinking like, oh, if I'm just thin enough, then he'll treat me like a human being. If I'm just thin enough, then everything will be okay. That was a lot easier than going, okay, you have a lifetime of abuse to unpack and you need to unpack that so that you know that you don't deserve to be treated like that anymore. Um, and so like, I get it, Mia Farrow. I get it that you're just like, I don't want to deal with life or the fact that this relationship is like weird and not normal in any way. And I'm just going to not eat and I'm just going to keep adopting children because she's just an interesting character. She was this beacon of the swinging sixties, but the entire time she's like 19, she was dating a 40 year old Frank Sinatra and letting him kind of wear the pants in the family. So how progressive are we? We're not. We're not. We're dealing with a woman who like bends herself to the whim of men and just tries to make herself so small so that she's as little of an inconvenience to the world as possible. Um, and I think that, you know, you're rich. Go to therapy. That's isn't that what I say about all these people, Shia LaBeouf? You're rich. Pay someone to clean your nails and go and, and pay for therapy. So anyways, I've, I've, we're one episode in. We'll see where this goes. We'll see where this goes. I mean, it doesn't look great for Woody, but it doesn't look great for Mia either. She's a crazy person. And I wonder if they're going to acknowledge at any point in this documentary series that her Mia Farrow's brother is a convicted child molester that was involved in her children's life. So like this woman who is just continuously endangering her, endangering her children. She knows her brother fucking diddles kids and she's got nine kids that she's letting be around him. And then she has some suspicious feelings about Woody, but she suppresses them because she thinks it couldn't possibly be true. But you're just really, you sit like, you know, you want to fall on this fucking bed of nails. You're such a martyr. You're rescuing all these children, but then you are actively endangering them. So what are you doing? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But if anyone wants to watch along with me, um, that'd be fun. It's on HBO. Um, all right. Well, happy. Hey, 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 happy hump day. I'll see you all tomorrow on patreon.com slash sex, drugs, and spirituality, where you'll get to listen to moi on mushrooms discussing Josh Whedon. Wait, should I just maybe do a bunch of weed? Josh Whedon. Weedon. Should I put the we in the weed in Weedon? We'll see. We'll see. Um, that actually is a better thematic concept, but I was more looking forward to doing mushrooms. So, anyways, happy hump day. I love you guys. Bye.